It's Friday, and you're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Anything goes Friday. Yeah. Friday. Gary Gatehouse. Let's go! Uh, welcome to the Friday show. We're going to talk a little bit about the debate. Yeah. Communist on parade, ladies and gentlemen. Communist on parade. Standing up there in front of the world, in front of communist news network television cameras. Telling the United States, telling the world just what the communist Democrat Party is made up of. Their ideology where they're coming from on politics, the economy, the lives of all Americans, security of the United States, you name it, they talked about it. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you look at every one of them, less one, he was kind of a blue dog Democrat, kind of. That guy named Webb, uh, the ex-Marine, the ex-Vietnam veteran. You know, the other four... They were trying to do, outdo themselves as communists, saying, I will do this and I will do that, and it's not going to cost the American people one damn dime. Free education, free this, free that, free maternity leave, you name it. By God, we're going to give it to you. Just step up to the plate and vote for me. I'm a good old Democrat that takes care of all you people out there that just can't make it on your own. You know, the Democrat Party has always fed on those individuals in the United States, the lower middle class, that either don't want to get off their dead ass and go to work, or they just don't have the brain power, just don't have the gray matter to figure it out on what the Communist Democrat Party is doing to them and their families. The Communist Democrat Party, along with communism worldwide, feeds on those type of people. But they've injected themselves here in our country into our school system, the public school system, and literally dumbed down generations of people to the point they don't even know what the hell their country stands for, what their government stands for, you name it. That's the Communist Democrat Party today. And they have a whole block of individuals out there that couldn't find their ass with both hands when it comes to making a decision, having common sense, knowing what's right and what's wrong. These are the people that the likes of Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, that whole damn bunch feeds on. Democratic National Committee, Debbie, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, or whatever the hell her name is, the whole damn bunch. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, for the most part, were up there telling the world. And they admitted it. Sanders said he was a, a, a Democrat socialist. Hillary Clinton said that she was a progressive and proud of it. And we both know in both instances, if you put an equal sign next to him, the next word is going to say communist. I don't give a damn what brand they carry. They're freaking communist. You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton got up there. The two mainstays in this sorry bunch that are running for the nomination on the Democrat side. They're all sorry individuals. They're all liars. They're all song and dance men and women. 
who say whatever they need to say to, I don't know, hoodwink those who are out there in the audience, those uh, Democrat supporters, if you will, who buy into this whole damn thing that somebody owes them something. And Hillary and Bernie Sanders are there to say, by God, I know it, we're going to give it to you. But one thing they never told anybody in the audience, anybody watching in on a Democrat debate, all this stuff that they're going to give away, who in the hell is going to pay for it? Oh, I know Bernie Sanders says Wall Street's going to pay for education. Really, Bernie? How are you going to do that, man? Are you going to declare them a national treasure when it comes to sharing out the money that they earn? To pay for all those limp-wristed, spineless, everybody owes me something, I'm of a victim, education for those types of individuals? You socialist, you Marxist, communist? I don't think so, Bernie. And Hillary stands up there and more or less makes a joke of what's going down with her email thing, her server thing. This woman has committed over 10 or 15 felonies and she's up there making a joke about it. And so is Bernie Sanders riding to her rescue on his little left-wing piggy. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it, was a sorry, it was a sorry show of what really the Communist Democrat Party stands for. All you had to do was pay attention, read between the lines. You know, when they, I asked Hillary Clinton about her emails, this is what she had to say. Have a listen. The questions continue... We begin with Secretary Clinton. Secretary Clinton, you are going to be testifying before Congress next week about your emails. For the last eight months, you haven't been able to put this issue behind you. You dismissed it. You joked about it. You called it a mistake. What does that say about your ability to handle far more challenging crises as president? Well, I've taken responsibility for it. I did say it was a mistake. Uh, What I did was allowed by the State Department, but it wasn't the best choice. And I have been as transparent as I know to be, turning over 55,000 pages of my emails, asking that they be made public. And you're right, I am going to be testifying. I've been asking to testify for some time and to do it in public, which was not originally uh, agreed to. But let's just take a minute here and point out that this committee is basically an arm of the Republican National Committee. It is a partisan vehicle as admitted by the House Republican Majority Leader, Mr. McCarthy, uh, to drive down my poll numbers. Big surprise. And that's what they have attempted to do. I am still standing. I am happy to be part of this debate. And I intend to keep talking about the issues that matter to the American people. You know, I I believe strongly that we need to be talking about what people talk to me about. Like, how are we going to make college affordable? How are we going to pay down student Secretary, debt? How are we going to get health care for everybody? And Secretary, Clinton, Secretary Clinton, with all due respect, it's a little hard. I mean, isn't it a little bit hard for you to call this just a partisan issue? There's an FBI investigation, and President Obama himself, just two days ago, said this is a legitimate issue. Well, I, didn't, I never said it wasn't legitimate. I said that I have answered all the questions, and I will certainly be doing so again before this committee. But I think it would be really unfair not to look at the entire picture. This committee has spent four and a half million dollars of taxpayer money and they said that they were trying to figure out what we could do better to protect our diplomats so that something like Benghazi wouldn't happen again. There were already seven 
committee reports about what to do. So Thank I think you. it's pretty clear what their obvious uh, goal go, is, go, go. but I'll be there, I'll answer their questions, but tonight I want to talk not about my emails, but about what the American people want from the next president Senator of the United Senator, States. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Hillary said she was sorry. Hillary acknowledged she'd done wrong. And she said she was sorry. She, If you read between the lines, she's saying, I just don't understand why they keep pursuing me. I said I'm sorry. I committed felony after felony against the security of the we, the people of the United States and their families, and I'm sorry, and that we should leave it at that. She says that she has been so transparent. She has turned over 50-some thousand emails. It's transparent. She's sorry. She misspoke. She misspeaked. You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, then she uh, comes out and what her and Bill have always done. Always done. She blamed the Republican Party. She says they're the ones that are really responsible for all this. They're coming after me. I'm just a poor little woman that would never do anything like this. It's their fault. It's all trumped up charges. Reading between the lines, of course. She's saying she's a victim of a witch hunt from the Republican Party. But she failed to mention that the Federal Bureau of Investigation is hot on her trail, investigating her in depth, investigating the State Department, investigating Obama, investigating over 60 plus thousand emails. First she lied and said she only had 30,000. Then they drug it out of her that she had more because they recouped emails that were on a server that she tried to wipe clean. A server that was hidden in a damn bathroom of a mom and pop's organization. A server that had top secret classified information on it. I didn't know anything about top secret. What do you mean, clean my email servers? You mean with like soap and water and a rag? That's how much of an a-hole Hillary Clinton is. The average American out there doesn't understand. When you're dealing with top secret classified, compartmented information, that information, if found out by the wrong people, could be detrimental to the security of you and me and your little Billy and your little Mary and your little Janie, your little kids out there. All your little kids you see running around on the playground at schools. It could be detrimental to their security, their health, their lives, the lives of the country, your country. Doesn't that resonate with you, America? That you have a woman up there, an old worn-out hag, that has been involved in one damn uh, disaster, one damn thing after another that is so out there that the American people, I guess, are, I don't know, some are sick and tired of hearing about all of it, so they just close their eyes, close their ears. You know, folks... Hillary Clinton, from the day she left college until the day she stepped up there on that debate stage, all that time in between, she has been involved with all kinds of underhanded, lying, law-breaking, things that go against her, her husband, the American people, the office of the president, the office of senator of New York, the Secretary of State, the State Department. Why doesn't this resonate more 
with the American people. Don't you folks out there understand the ramifications of what she's done? Don't you understand what she has been involved with for decades? All the sleazy deals and all the lies and all the finger-pointing that her and her husband have done over the years. Hell, he was impeached. Hell, he had sex in the uh, White, White House, in the Oval Office. She knew about it. She didn't say a damn thing about it because she knew that she attached herself to Bill's shirt tails a long time before that. And she had her plans to ride those shirt tails to wherever it would take her, all the way to the Secretary of State. You know, ladies and gentlemen, she is a conniving, deal-doing, lying, low-life, sleazy crook. That's all she is. How any individual with any damn semblance of moral values stand for this immoral, morally bankrupt woman? I don't understand how you do it. All you folks on the left... Pagalas and all of you. I know damn well she's got, her and Bill have got stuff on you that you are scared to death. That if you say the wrong word, they're going to come out and they are going to dump it on the media and your character and your uh, so-called political life will be done. We know that. We know what the Clintons are made of. We know how they operate with people. We know their operatives. We know that people that are that the extension of the Clintons and what they do and what they've uh, carried out against the American people, it extends forever in the political arena. George Stephanopoulos, another one that falls on his sword for the Clintons, for Hillary. They've got something on him. He won't say a damn word that's bad against them. You know, ladies and gentlemen, when you're dealing with people like that, now we're dealing with Hillary Clinton on her own, standing up there lying to the American people, talking about her emails and saying it's all because the Republicans, it's their fault. It's a witch hunt. She's transparent. She's sh shared everything and she's told the truth. She's a damn liar. We who pay attention know this. We know she's a damn liar. And I'll say it. Over the microphone to Hillary, I'd say it if she was sitting in front of me. You are a damn liar. You are worthless. You're a sleazebag. You're a crook. You know, ladies and gentlemen, in the whole scheme of things today, all this went down between the time she left college and standing up on that stage at the debate Tuesday night. One has to wonder just where America's mind is. At least a portion of America. How they can stand by such a sleazy individual. One would have to surmise that those individuals that fall on her so their sword for her, those individuals that stand with her, those individuals that are involved with her election campaign, those individuals that say, men and women, who say that they support her and will vote for her, they all are of the same cut of cloth. They are all sleazy crooks who could give a rat's behind 
about the security of the United States could give a rat's behind about the moral intrepidude that uh, Obama, Hillary, and all of them have committed. All the things that they've said to the American people that are flat lies, yet they stand with them, shoulder to shoulder. And like I said, all you individuals out there that support Hillary Clinton, support Obama, support the Democratic Communist Party, you're nothing but uh, sleazebags just like they are. We'll be back after the Phyllis Shafley Report. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show on freedominamericaradio.com. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional lawyer, a conservative icon, and a Reagan appointee to the Bicentennial Commission on the U.S. Constitution. She is author of 25 books, including Who Killed the American Family?, the flip side of feminism, and No Higher Power, which chronicles President Obama's war on religious freedom. Now, here's the founder of Eagle Forum, Phyllis Schlafly. One congressman remembers that the First Amendment still applies to public universities, and he is taking action to make sure that others know this too. Republican Representative Bob Goodlatte of Virginia sent a letter to 160 universities reminding them of their constitutional obligation to protect free speech and asking them what steps they are taking to protect it. Representative Goodlatte said he was motivated to take action after hearing about a report from the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education condemning many public universities for restrictive speech codes. The letter informed the schools that the First Amendment prohibits the government including public colleges and universities, from infringing on free speech and the free exercise of religion. Yet despite these constitutional protections, speech-restrictive policies in our nation's public colleges and universities remain. After pointing out these facts, Representative Goodlatte's letter strongly encouraged the schools to take voluntary action to improve their policies. Goodlatte does not directly threaten congressional action to compel schools to comply with the law, but simply asks what steps your institution plans to take to promote free speech and open expression on your campus. It is good to see that some legislators are stepping up in defense of free speech on college campuses. Many students have been restricted in what they are allowed to say on campus in order to keep certain other groups from being offended. This simply should not be. Public university campuses should be places where all viewpoints are allowed. Anything less is a clear infringement of students' constitutionally protected rights. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. Students, next time you're online, check out eagleforum.org and discover that there are other students like you who don't bow to the politically correct left-wing agenda on their campus. Hear about rallies, resources, and the annual Eagle Forum Collegians Summit in Washington. Log on to eagleforum.org. Then join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 
You are listening to the Gary Gatos Radio Show. to dream last night. I think Hillary was dreaming a whole lot before she got up on that stage. (laughs) You know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, being it's Friday and being it's anything goes day here on the Gary Gatehouse radio show, and I don't know, we've talked about this many times about how you folks have sent me so many emails And made statements like, Gary, you know, you talk about politics all the time. Isn't there any place in your show where you can kind of get away from politics and talk about other things or talk about how life is uh, in America in the past days? You know, your old school, Mr. Gatehouse. Can you kind of give us some stories about some of the things that you experienced uh, along the way of your life's journey, I guess. And you know, I was telling my wife about that. I was showing her some of the emails that I get from individuals that say things like that. You know, politics is one thing and we love to hear what you have to say about the left and we love to hear what you have to say about the Democrat Party and the Republican Party and the leadership and all that. And a lot of the stuff that that comes in these emails say, Mr. Gatehouse, what you say, I don't hear anybody else saying it. What you say, I don't see anybody or hear anybody else getting down to the nitty-gritty of finger-pointing like you do and backing it up with facts. And all I have to say to all those individuals that send me emails pointing those types of things out, it makes me feel really good to know that what my way of looking at things... uh, through my eyes and my worldly travels and service to my country, etc., all my analysis and all of my commentary is based on all that. My upbringing, by my family, my service to my country in many, many different countries, Middle East, whatever, Europe, throughout my 31-plus years tenure serving my country. And when I get emails like that, I really appreciate what you say about me. It makes me feel good, to be honest. It makes me know that at least what I'm saying and what I'm sharing is getting out to some folks that appreciate it. 
And I really like that. I really do. I, you know, any individual that's in the business, whether it be Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity or anybody, uh, uh, Michael Savage, any of us on the right as conservative talk show host who talk about political issues every day that impact on you and I as American citizens, you and I as family, heads of households, of family members, of our children, etc., to get emails or commentary from you folks that listen in the vein that I just talked about, it makes us individuals feel that like, well, hell, at least we're making some headway. At least we're talking to people that understand what's really going down in the United States. And uh, it makes it all worthwhile. Like I've said on my shows many times, myself, people like me, uh, people like Stephen Lang, people like uh, Billy Van Horn, People who uh, run radio stations like uh, FreedomInAmerica.us, Mr. V, they dump their own money into those shows. They dump their own monies in running those radio stations on the Internet 24-7. And you know, some of these people don't have a lot of money to spread around. But they do it for love of country. They do it for love of the American people. And they just want the truth to get out. Now, every one of those individuals I mentioned, freedominamerica.com, freedominamerica.us, the GAL Network from South Texas, Restoration Radio UK International, all of those radio stations are up running 24-7 to make damn sure that you, the American people, are informed, not by such entities as CNN or ABC or CBS or uh, all, all those Pravda West media groups, Fox News included, we don't try to spin anything. We don't try to switch things around. And we're not here to try to convince somebody one way or another. We're just here to tell you how it is, how we see it from our perspective. As conservatives, as people who love our country or love our respective countries, who know we are in trouble. And being that, the Gary Gatehouse Show, along with all these radio stations that I mentioned, are very glad and very happy to have listeners like you all out there. We understand where you're coming from. We understand your concerns for yourself, your girlfriend, your significant other, your family, your children, your communities, your church, your country. Whether that country be the United States Great Britain, France, Germany, Italy, Europe. We understand where you patriots are coming from. You know, patriots aren't just uh, exclusively the right of the American people. Patriotism thumps in the heart of people throughout Europe, throughout the free world, who are in love with their country, to put it bluntly, who understand what their country has provided for them as far as freedoms, etc., and they understand that their countries are in dire straits right now. That's the patriots I'm talking about. That's the patriots who want to turn their countries around and get them back to where they used to be, out of the ditch of perversion and lies and deceit and propaganda and misinformation and disinformation. They want to get their countries back on the main road again, heading in the right direction. 
the direction it was headed in before all of this went down a few decades ago. And it's got worse by the day. Because you see, most countries today in the free world, not all of them, but most of them, have a government or have governments that have turned their back on we the people. Whether it be we the people in England, in Great Britain, in the United Kingdom, in Europe, in Italy, France, Germany, you name it. United States, New Zealand, Australia, Canada. The governments of those countries, for the most part, have kind of turned away from representing the people that occupy that country, the real people of those countries. Not the illegals, not the uh, Syrians, not the uh, people that have been dumped on us by the UN or our respective countries. The people of the country I'm talking about, my country, the United States across the pond from Europe, and I told, I said this on my last show. Most of Americans are tied at the hip and tied at the heart with Europe. Most Americans' ancestors that came to our country, the United States, originated in Europe. Brought their ideas and their moral upbringing, etc., to the United States way back when. But over the millennium, it has been degraded. It's been ripped out of Americans today. We've got to get that back. We've got to take our countries back. If we don't, I fear we're going to lose them. And once we lose our countries, we're never going to get them back. This is Gary Gatehouse, and we'll be back after a few short messages. suffer from drug or alcohol addiction sometimes say hurtful things they drive the people who love them most away if you know someone who suffers from drug or alcohol addiction listen try to hear what they are really saying know that there is hope and help them find their voice again mommy i love you for drug or alcohol treatment referral for you or someone you know call 1-800-662-HELP brought to you by the u.s department of health and human services If you're pregnant and you smoke, you need to know that your risk of your baby being born too small is one and a half to three and a half times greater. By quitting now, your baby has a better chance to be born at a normal weight and to have healthy lungs. But it's also important for you to stay smoke-free after your baby's born. For free materials on quitting or to speak to a quit coach, call the National Quit Line at 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Public Health Service. Alright folks, listen to the lyrics of this song. Nothing could be truer than what we he sings about. In a country that's the finest place on earth. But some folks don't appreciate this land that gave them birth. I hear that up in Washington they're having an awful buzz. Cause communists and spies are making monkeys out of us. The bureaus and departments have been busy night and day. They're figuring out just how we gave our secrets all away. And Congress has appointed a committee, so they said, to find out who's American and who's a low-down red. 
They called him up to Washington to speak for Uncle Sam. But when they asked him what they are, they shut up like a clam. I wish they'd take and put me on the witness stand today. I'd shout so loud, old Stalin could hear me all the way. I'm no communist, I'll tell you that right now. I believe a man should own his own house and car and cow. I like this private ownership, I want to be left alone. Let the government run its business and let me run my own. Government is bigger than it ever was today. The more they hire to work for it, the more they have to pay. Our public servants should be proud and honest, you would think. Instead of taking bribes and dressing up their wives and me. The taxes keep on going up, of that there is no doubt. But still they just can't take it in as fast as they dish it out. Our national debt is monster size and growing every day. Our children's children still unborn are gonna have to pay. Our dollar used to be the soundest money on this earth. But now two bucks won't even buy one good dollar's worth. Unless we stop inflation and take care of what we've got. The communists may win the fight and never fire a shot. Oh, I'm no communist, I'll tell you that right now. I believe a man should own his own house and car and cow. I like this private ownership, I want to be left alone. Let the government run its business and let me run my own. There you go, folks. Let the government run its business and that business be protecting us folks, we the people, from enemies inside and outside our borders. That's their business, nothing else. But it seems today like our government likes to stick its nose in everybody's business. Likes to tell us what we can and can't do, even when they know that what we can and can't do is listed under, oh, I don't know, laws already on the books. Yet our government, ever persuasive, has convinced millions of people in the United States that the government is their mother and father. Their government, just like the folks up on that stage Tuesday night said, we're going to take care of you from cradle to grave. We're big government. Our government should be bigger. We should be dumping more money into more people so in the end we can control them as well. We're going to take your guns. We're going to take your rights. You don't have the right for freedom of speech unless you sign on with us. You know, my way or the highway. If you looked at those yokels up there on Tuesday night, did you see one real American? Did you see one real American who sides with we the people? It was always, I did this, I done this, I'll do this, we're going to do that. We're going to give you free education. We're going to give you free maternity care. We're going to give you free whatever you want. Just sign on. It's free. But none of them said who's going to be paying for it. None of them who uh, advocated all of that say who is going to be paying, footing the bill. But you get most Americans today who are dumbed down, dumber than hell, they'll say, well, the government's going to pay for it. The government's going to pay for my free uh, maternity leave. The government's going to pay for my health ed- and uh, 
and education benefits. I have benefits coming out the gazoo. The government pays for them. I ask all you idiots out there that sign on to that statement, the government is going to pay. Where do you think that money's coming from that the government's going to pay for all these benefits? Where do you think it comes from? Do you think the government earns that money? Where do you think it comes from? Can you tell me that, you idiots? It comes from hard-working Americans. Americans who get up every day. Some work the night shift. Some work seven and eight days in a row. Some work two and three jobs. They don't complain. They just go to work and do it. They take care of themselves, take care of their families. Do you hear them complaining? And they're not only taking care of themselves or their families, they're paying to take care of you dolts that lay on your fat asses all the time. All you people that come into our country, illegally, whatever, we hard-working Americans are paying for your kids' education, your dreamers, and so on. So we Americans who know all this and we know where we stand as Americans when it comes to our government, we're at the back of the bus. Hell, we're not even on the bus. We know where our government stands with us. They don't. And like I've said on many of my shows, we the people, we who care about our country, we patriots, we who work hard every day, to support our families or ourselves or a significant other in ourselves, we don't even count. We are on our own. It's all the periphery out there that counts. All the ragtag, third-class trash that comes into our country. That's where our government's at. That's who they're backing. That's who they're feeling sorry for. That's who they are helping and in taking the money out of our billfolds and purses to do it, and they've got so many millions of people convinced that the government is paying for it. The government is paying for it. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we the people who are paying for it, and I've asked this question many times, and I've got all kinds of answers, but I'll ask it again. When is that day coming when we the people, the true patriots of this country, the people who really love their country, the people who have gray matter between their ears, when are we going to stand up and say, hey, when are we going to stand up and say, hey, hey, look at me, I'm here. Why in the hell don't you speak for me, U.S. government, Republican Party, Democrat Communist Party? Why don't you speak for me? Why is it always some other contingent of people, some other group of people? Why isn't it we the people? We the people who care. We the people who work our ass off to make this country run. We the people who served in the military have served in this military. Why don't we count anymore? 
Why do we have to be exposed to people like Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, the leadership of the Republican Party, the leadership of the Democrat Party, the communist, socialist, Marxist, progressive ideas that they try to push down the throats of we the people? Why do we have to sit there and take it? Why do we the people always have to sit there in the back of the room and keep our mouth shut? Why is that, America? Can you answer that? Can you tell me why we the people won't stand up for ourselves collectively? Why is that? Has political correctness creeped its way into our minds as well? Does political correctness and the fear of speaking out now control our voice box, our minds? And that this doesn't go for we the people in the United States. It goes for every damn country in Europe where their, 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 their governments have turned their backs on we the people and cater to third world trash and Muslims and Islam and the Koran and sold the we the people out. All you folks in England. I read an article the other day that there are just as many or more mosques in England as there are Christian churches. Hell, some Christian churches have been converted to mosques. You know, when I lived there in the 70s, you could kind of get a little hint that Christianity was on the downside in England. Just a little. And you could also see that socialism had creeped into the psyche of the British people, not all of them, but a lot of them, and the government. Oh yeah, every once in a while, you had a leader that came along, someone like Margaret Thatcher. My God, I wish we had somebody like her. I wish to hell we had somebody like her. When her and Ronald Reagan were running their respective countries, my God, wasn't that great. If you think back in time with the British... Winston Churchill stepped up and led that country through the darkest days of World War II. Do we have leaders like that anymore on either side of the pond? Hell no. None. Nada. There is no leaders in politics today. There's no leaders in government, in the United States government, or the British, or the Italian, or English, or whatever government in Europe. There are no leaders like those of Winston Churchill, Margaret Thatcher, Ronald Reagan. They're non-existent. And the American people, the British people, the people of Europe, for the most part, not all of us, but for the most part, have become nothing but a bunch of damn sheep that are herded by these governments into any corral they want to put them in. And I've made my plea many times, as long as I have a voice, I'll continue. When in the hell are we patriots going to stand together in America and in Europe and demand, not ask, demand that our voices be heard and that our governments move away from kissing the butts, the backsides, of all that 
third world trash that invades Europe and America. When are we going to demand that we, the people of our respective countries, we are in charge. In America, it's a republic. We, the people, drive the republic. We pay the dues called taxes. And we work very hard for them. Yet our government turns around and takes the dues we pay to Washington, D.C., i.e. the taxes, federal taxes, and gives them away to people that don't even deserve them. To people that are not even American citizens. And they leave we the people out on the sidewalk walk looking in. Wondering if we are ever going to get a fair shake ever again from our government. But you know, before we go to break, I've got to say one thing. When it comes to all I've been talking about in this segment, and I want you people out there that listen to the show to be very honest with yourself, whether you live in Europe, whether you live in New Zealand, Australia, Canada, or in my motherland, the United States of America, I want you to be very damn honest with yourself. Whose responsibility is it? Whose fault is it that our countries are the way they are today? Whose fault is it that we have governments that have turned their backs on us? Can you point the finger at somebody else? Or should you be pointing the finger at you? Look in the mirror and think very carefully, America. Very carefully in a collective voice. Mindset. Whose real fault is it that America is the way it is today? Is it because we fell asleep at the wheel a long time ago? Put America on autopilot thinking that all those individuals in charge would do the right thing? We didn't need to check on it every once in a while? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's part of it. And you know what's sorry? There's a large contingent of Americans, probably the majority, who are still asleep at the wheel. Who have no clue, no idea, no inkling of what is really going on in their government. What the government is up to. What they're doing that will impact on them and their families. And then there's a contingent of Americans, probably riding along with the majority, who don't really give a damn. They don't really care. They don't want to hear anything that would put ripples in their little world, their little pond. Is that the same way it is in Europe? Is that the same way it is in Great Britain? I think it is. I think Americans today, people in Europe, have become so fat, dumb, and happy that they really don't understand all the idiosyncrasies of government the government they should know inside and out. How it's formed, how it's ran, who's responsible. I think they turned all that over to the people in government and told them, you take care of it. You make the decisions. You make some of my decisions. Hell, make them all. Just leave me alone. I want to live my little life without any impact other than 
feel good, looking through rose-colored glasses, and all of that other stuff that's going on, I don't even want to hear it. I trust you, government, that you will do the right thing. And that's where the majority of people in the United States, and I dare say the majority of people in Europe, have been coming from for decades. Then one day we woke up, some of us, and we looked around and we said, My God! We looked around at the desolation, at the landscape of our country. And we said to ourselves, How in the hell did we get in this situation? Why is our country looking like this? Why are there people in this country that have no business being here? Why has our government turned its back on us? Why are they robbing, robbing and pillaging and raping our billfolds and purses to give that money to people that don't even deserve it, don't even belong in our country? Why is this happening? And it's not a very good feeling when you wake up to the realization of all this being kicked in the teeth been beat about the head and hoodwinked and it really didn't resonate with you because you had better things to do. You had to keep up with the Joneses. You needed to work hard to make buy yourself another boat. You needed to work hard so you could have stuff. And all along the government is looking at you as a bunch of dolts knowing they've got over on you. They've hoodwinked you. They've taken you to the cleaners. They've dumbed you down. You know, sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes the truth really smacks people right between the eyes. And some people wake up when that happens. But I dare say here in my country, the United States, across the pond, across the great Atlantic, we haven't woken up yet. We got some people ringing the alarm bells, raising the red flag. They have been doing it for decades. Some people have finally heard that voice way out in the distance. And some are finally coming out of their sleep. And they realize that putting their country on autopilot and turning it over to the government has been the wrong thing. It was a mistake. We've done wrong. We've done our children wrong. We've done our history wrong. We've done our ancestors wrong. And before I go to break, I'm going to ask you all one more question. A very short, to the point, blunt question. What in the hell are you, America, and you, Europe? What in the hell are you going to do about it? You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. That's right, darling. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show on freedominamerica.us, Restoration Radio United Kingdom International, the GAL Network from South Texas, and Restoration Radio, you know, folks, those folks over in England, Mr. Stephen Lang, they get the world out 24-7. Make sure you tune in. We'll be right back. 
More than two million Americans have served in Iraq and Afghanistan, and the Department of Veterans Affairs reports that approximately 11 to 20 percent of those warriors may have experienced symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. As we recognize PTSD Awareness Month, Real Warriors campaign volunteer Meg Mitchum, a former Army combat medic who served in Iraq, encourages fellow warriors to reach out when they need help. The hardest step was admitting that I needed help coping with PTSD. Once I did, my command and unit fully supported me, and I was able to get the care I needed. Getting support helped me succeed in the military and now in my civilian career. If you or a loved one is coping with an invisible wound, resources are available, and they work. For more information, visit the Real Warriors campaign at realwarriors.net or call 866-966-1020. Uh, we're coming up on the hour. We're coming up uh, to the uh, five-minute news break. Before we go to break, I just want to remind the American people, I want to ri- remind the people of Europe that the Gary Gatehouse Show is here for one reason. The Gary Gatehouse Show is broadcasting worldwide for one reason. And that reason would be the mission, my mission, is to get the truth out. My mission is to shine the light of truth on those that would want to do harm to our respective countries. My mission is one of a patriot, not just of my country, but to bring into the fold all those patriots of all those countries in Europe and England, New Zealand, Australia, Canada. We're all in this together. Our countries are our homelands. We should not be allowing individuals to take our country and shred them into bits and make them something that they're not. We should not allow our government to speak for us when it speaks wrong of what we are as a people. We should not allow our government to speak for us to other countries when they speak in ways that would harm our children or harm us or our countries. We should not allow people who in our government do treaties like Obama did with Iran, or is pushing a treaty that would do irreparable harm, not just to my country, but to the Middle East like Israel, to the whole world. These people should be called on the carpet. These people should be grabbed at the belt and pulled close and personal. And the light of truth should be shined on them and every word that comes out of their lying freaking mouths. And that's what Gary Gatehouse Radio Show does. That's why I don't have people calling in. That's why I don't have guests. You know, every damn show you listen to has guests and people calling in. And you listen to their ideas. And basically, you're the same as the person who is running the show for the most part. I sit here every day and I go over issues. And I'm basing my responses to those issues on my worldly travels, my service to my country, my serving in in places that most Americans or Europeans, as far as that go, would never want to go or even send their dog or cat. And I'm not alone. There are thousands of people like Gary Gatehouse who have served their country that most Americans, most Europeans would never, ever hear about, never know. And why do they do it? 
because they love their country. This is Gary Gatehouse with the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Friday edition. We'll be right back after the five-minute news. You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Gary will be back after the Fox five-minute news break. Radio I'm Bill Vitka. No rain, no relief, and burning up. Fire is chewing through central Texas. Six square miles have been scorched. Three dozen homes destroyed, hundreds of others in harm's way. 400 families are being urged to get to safer ground. They've been dealing with challenges and shifting winds that have caused it to go in different directions. And uh, they have a singular goal. Uh, and that is to uh, try to uh, eliminate this fire as quickly as possible uh, to reduce the extent of damages. Governor Greg Abbott, hardest hit by the fire, is the community of Smithville, which proudly announces itself as the home of the Sandrick Bullock movie, Hope Floats. They have about 25% containment. In Southern California, hard rain has triggered mudslides, bulldozing across roads, trapping drivers in their cars. Interstate 5 was closed in both directions because of mud, Rescue crews are trying to reach cars caught in all that mess. No report of any injuries. The plan was to withdraw nearly all American troops from Afghanistan next year. That is no longer the plan. I've decided to maintain our current posture of 9,800 troops in Afghanistan through most of next year, 2016. Their mission will not change. Our troops will continue to pursue those two narrow tasks that I outlined earlier, training Afghan forces and going after al-Qaeda. Recent advances by the Taliban are the reason for the change in direction. At least 5,500 troops will stay in country after President Obama leaves office in 2017. In the showdown game between the Mets and the Dodgers, it did not end the way L.A. wanted it to. Familia to the plate, and he struck him out. And the New York Mets have won the series. As the game aired on Turner, the hero for New York is Daniel Murphy. He stole third. He homered in the sixth to break a 2-2 tie, and the final was 3-2. You're listening to Fox News Radio, fair and balanced. Peekaboo, peekaboo, smile. Smile, buddy. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. (sighs) Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby. I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism. And we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Cold where it's usually warm and warm where it's usually cold. And the winter forecast will mean a lot of wet. This year's ever-present El Nino or general warming of the Pacific is even stronger than the one that popped up in the late 90s. And arguably among the three strongest we've seen since 1950. Says Mike Halpert at NOAA's Climate Prediction Center. El Nino means a wet winter for much of the U.S., even in the drought-stricken West, but not as frigid for Yankees and Youpers. Above average temperatures are favored across 
much of the west and the northern half of the contiguous United States. But here in Florida will be chilly by our standards, which means long sleeves, maybe. Fox Radio's Evan Brown. Two new suspects are being sought for the role they may have played in the Lockerbie bombing attack in 1988. The Lord Advocate and the U.S. Attorney General are seeking the assistance of the Libyan judicial authorities for Scottish police officers and the FBI to interview the two named suspects in Tripoli. 270 people were killed when Pan Am Flight 103 was bombed over the town of Lockerbie. Only one man has ever been convicted of the crime. Abdel Basit al-Megrahi was jailed after standing trial at a specially convened court in the Netherlands. Controversially, he was released on compassionate grounds after developing cancer, and he died soon after returning to Tripoli. James Matthews of Sky News. Kepler is a planet-hunting space telescope, and it has found something very different out there in the void. It is a star behaving in a way no one has ever seen before. The light pattern suggests there's a big mess of matter orbiting that star. Some natural phenomena might explain it. But there is another explanation. That clutter orbiting the star could be an alien artifact, a swarm of megastructures. The plan now is to point a massive radio dish at that weird star for evidence of technological activity. And if all goes well, the first observation would take place in January. Bill Vitka, Fox News Radio. Restoration Radio UK are proud to present the secret agent man, Gary Gatehouse. A new listener. Hey, this ain't your little sister's radio station. All right, it's time to saddle up. It's time to get on Gary Gatehouse's love train. It's Friday, and you know what that means. That's right, the weekend. Are you folks down there at Trafalgar Square over there on Edgeware Road? Are you folks up there in Towster up there in uh, Leeds? I don't know, anywhere in the United Kingdom over there in Europe. Gear up, it's time to hit the road, Toad. It's Friday! And all my mates over there in uh, London Town, stay out of the pubs tonight. Drinking that beer will make you go blind. All right, all right, the love train's left the station. Love train has left the station. It's on its way. You know, folks, over here on my side of the pond here in the United States of America, there's a big political going on for the hearts and minds of the American people. What minds and hearts are left over here, there's most of the American people, I don't know, if they have any minds anymore, I don't know if they have any gray matter. I think they've kind of lost it. And you talk about common sense, that's gone. That's Hell, that was left, left the American psyche a long time ago. But there's still a bunch of us patriots left over here, although we be it in the military and us folks that have fought in uh, other wars, us folks that still believe in the Constitution, us folks who still believe in our way of life, we're in a minority here in the United States because we're the only ones that are standing up and trying to get America woke up to what is going on in their country, our country. But you know, 
The debate, I know you folks over in Europe probably didn't see it. Not too many Americans did. When you talk about the Democrat Party debate here this last week. Hillary stood up in front of everybody, God and everybody, and said, I am a progressive. And Bernie Sanders stood up in front of everybody, God and everybody, and said, I'm a socialist. I'm a Democrat socialist. Have a listen to this. Are you a capitalist? No. I'm a democratic socialist. I'm a progressive, but I'm a progressive who likes to get things done. So there you have two individuals running for the nomination on the Democrat side to run against a Republican for the White House, to be the commander-in-chief of our military. The person will have its hand or finger on the button, the nuclear button. For that individual will end up, whoever it is, representing we the people throughout the world, throughout the United States. Bernie Sanders says he's a socialist, a Democrat socialist. Hillary Clinton says that she's a progressive and proud of it. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to read you something that was taken directly from the Communist Party USA front page on their, on their website. And it goes something like this. Founded in 1919, the Communist Party of the United States of America has championed the struggles for democracy, labor rights, women's equality, racial justice, and peace for 90 years. First of all, we are not a democracy, we're a republic. Then it goes on to say the Communist Party has an unparalleled history in the prog- progressive, in the progressive movement of the United States, from the struggle against Jim Crow segregation, the organizing of industrial unions for the canneries of California to the sweatshops of New York City. That's on their front page. That's what they are. That's what they represent. But wait a minute now. Will America? Will America wake up to the fact that Hillary Rotten Clinton is a communist? The Democrat Party is really the Communist Democrat Party? She says she's a progressive. So do the uh, Communist Party USA. They say the Communist Party has an unparalleled history in the progressive movement of the United States. In the progressive movement of the United States of America. Does America even know what a communist is? Do Americans really care if their country is ran by a communist or a communist party? One could say most Americans don't care. Communist, socialist, progressive, who in hell cares? They'll tell you. But you know, ladies and gentlemen of America, most Americans, when you talk about communism or socialism, you know there's there's three steps to becoming a communist. When you go into a country and you want to establish communism, you start with the first step. You start with liberalism. And once that is deeply ingrained in a large segment of the uh, population of that country, you move them up. You move them up a nudge or two into socialism. And once you have more control of them, under which socialism will allow you to do, because see then, those folks will depend almost entirely on the government for their livelihoods and well-being. Once you have them at that plateau, at that level, you nudge them right into communism. And when you have them under the communist ideology, uh, ide- uh, the uh, communist rule, you don't have to look any further than USSR. 
or Cuba or China. When you have people under communist rule, you control them from cradle to grave. Now, these individuals that took part in this debate for the Communist Democrat Party's nod to run for the White House, every damn one of them, less one, like I said in the first half of the show, are communists. Every one of them are. They'll tell you something different. They'll call themselves progressives or liberals or socialists or whatever, but they're communists. That's the underlying brand of all of them. That's the underlying brand of their political party. Now, here in America, uh, most Americans don't know what a communist is. Most Americans can't equate the word communist to progressive or socialist or vice versa. Have a listen to this. That was Donald Trump last night in Richmond shutting down Bernie Sanders after he refused to himself as he referred to himself, that is to say, as not just a socialist, but a democratic socialist during Wednesday's debate. Another defining moment from the debate, Hillary Clinton calling herself a progressive. But what's with all the titles? Fox News legal analyst Peter Johnson Jr. is here to explain. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? What, you know, if you're, if you're a bit of a con man, then you'll say democratic socialism is about a utopian society in which everyone loves each other and there are golden unicorns and everyone is treated fair and it's a uh, sexless, raceless, wonderful society. And that's what Bernie Sanders uh, aspires to. Listen to this. Okay. Are you a capitalist? No. I'm a democratic socialist. What democratic socialism is about is saying that it is immoral and wrong that the top one-tenth of one percent in this country own almost 90 percent, almost own almost as much wealth as the bottom 90 percent. Do I consider myself part of the casino capitalist process by which so few have so much and so many have so little, by which Wall Street Greed and recklessness wreck this economy. No, I don't. Okay, so what is a democratic socialist? Well, and why won't he tell the truth about what democratic socialism is? Because the definition is, is that it combines a democratic political system with a socialist economic system where the means of production, that means ownership, ownership yep. is socially or collectively own. Okay, so we, under the Democrat Socialist model, under the mantra of the Socialist Party of, of the USA, it's owned by a collective. It's owned by the people, by all as of us. it were. And so, so the disadvantages? Democratic so well, the disadvantages are obvious. Redistribution of income when people don't want that done. High taxes, like in uh, countries they talked about. Less freedom. And the government setting the prices and deciding the allocation of government or collectively owned resources. Okay, so Bernie Sanders calls himself a socialist. But doesn't really define it. But how close is socialism, really, to communism? Um, probably uh, two nights in Red Square. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's up to you, and it's up to the American people to decide. Yeah. People uh, associate you call, you Marxism call, you with authoritarian communism. I call him a con man. You did? Sure, it's a con man, because he's not telling the truth about what democratic socialism really is, in order to make people believe that it's something palatable and interesting and good. Okay, meanwhile, here's another soundbite from Tuesday. Here's Hillary. She's no longer a liberal. She's a... Uh... Progressive. I don't take a back seat to anyone when it comes to progressive uh, experience and progressive commitment. I'm a progressive, but I'm a progressive who likes to get things done. 
Okay, so what do progressives get done? It goes back to the early 20th century, even Teddy Roosevelt, President Wilson, uh, and, and even Bernie Sanders, a founder, a founder back in the 90s of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. On paper, they believe in political change and social improvement through government action. The 19th and 20th century paved the way to modern liberalism. They envisioned an expansive government, evolving constitution, and nationally centralized administrative agencies. But in the dictum, in the lexicon of Hillary Clinton and of Bernie Sanders, it is left, 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 left. It is a watchword mm -hmm. for redistribution. It is a watchword for the most liberal principles that you can evoke and still be a Democrat in the United States. Trump was right. Sanders is going left, 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 left towards the socialist. Uh, and Hillary Clinton has got to get left, 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 too, although she kind of upbraided and said, you know, capitalism, you know, if we keep it in check, it's okay. You're saying she needs to get to the left of a con man. Well, she has. Uh, she can't get that far. <laughs> okay. She can't get that far. All right. And I don't think she wants to, but she's getting pushed. You know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that guy spelled it out for all to understand. If you're a communist, you're also a progressive. If you're progressive, you're a communist. If you're a socialist, you're a progressive. If you're a progressive, you're a socialist. And the arrow points to communism. These people are communists, plain and simple. Have a listen to what Donald Trump had to say about it. I call him a socialist slash communist, okay, because that's what he is. He's going to tax you people at 90%. He's going to take everything. Going to tax you at 90% and take everything. Now, all you folks out there that fall on your swords for Hillary Clinton, for Bernie Sanders, for the Communist Democrat Party, all you folks out there that poo poo communism or somebody pointing the finger at one of your special people, Hillary or Bernie, or maybe it's Nancy Pelosi or Harry Reid, I got to ask you a question. All you common folks out there that call yourself Democrats, are you communist? Do you believe in communism? Do you believe that you're somewhere between a liberal and a communist? Are you a progressive? Now, we've covered it quite extensively on this show just to what a socialist progressive is. They're communist. Are communist in training or in study? And all you folks out there that are Democrats, I know there's some good folks out there, but let's review just what the Communist Democrat Party stands for. The Communist Democrat Party, as reiterated by Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, and the likes of Nancy Pelosi, Harry Reid, the whole damn bunch, all your leaders, they have said at one time or another that they are in charge and they will take care of you. They will make sure that you are doing okay. They will make sure that they will get the money for you to go to college, your kids. They will get the money for you and your health care. And they provided Obamacare. And oh, by the way, your cost for Obamacare, when 2016 rolls around, is going to go up on an average of 40%. That's your communism government at work. You know, all you folks that say, well, you know, I don't pay for what the government does. When you 
say that, when that comes out of your mouth, that is just proof to me and many like me that the communist-ran public school system and their so-called curriculums are working. They have dumbed you down to the fact that you think that everything that comes out of Washington, D.C., whether it be Obamacare or whatever, that is a freebie to you, they've dumbed you down to a point where you believe that the government's paying for it. The government's not paying for it. The American people are paying for it. Through federal income tax sent to Washington, D.C. It's coming out of their pockets. They're paying for it. All the government doing is taking our money and handing it out to people who don't want to work, who don't give a damn about this country, whether they be illegals, Syrians that have been brought here by Obama, Americans who uh, are too damn lazy to work or don't care, or are hooked on drugs or something or whatever. You have taken the bait. You have bought into communism without even knowing it. And now you have two leaders that stand up in front of God, the American people, everybody, and have come clean with their political ideology. They have told you point blank that they are communist. Now I know a lot of you people don't know what a communist is, don't care to know, and don't even want to hear the word. You roll your eyes in the back of your head and you leave. A lot of you people have been indoctrinated by public school, high school, public college, university, into thinking your communist and Marxist professors have indoctrinated you, brainwashed you, into thinking that communism is the way to go. Socialism is the big big game on the block. And you bought into it. When you come out of those so, so-called hollowed halls of learning, you're nothing but a communist dolt. A communist puppet who's been indoctrinated. And you will march to the tune of communism and stand by it, as you do, because you venture to, you go to, you side with, you sign on to, you support the Communist Democrat Party. And you have your leaders, such as Hillary, such as Bernie. And you love them to the point where you will lie for them. You will fall on your sword for them. You will say anything, do anything to protect them. Because you are the a cut of the same cloth. You're just as much a communist as they are. And I'm telling you point blank right in your face that you're the reason, they're the reason that this country is in such dire straits. You have put this country on the road it's on. You have made a concerted effort, you and your party, to demean, besmirch, undermine those people who still love their country, still stand for it, who are patriots. You have made every effort in your awakening hours to call them names in the book, every name in the book, to go after them 
undermine them, call them liars, etc., when you and your leaders are the real two-faced liars. You people believe in a ideology, communism, that literally destroyed a whole country and most of the world under communism during the Cold War after World War II. The USSR was in its glory. Communism was wreaking havoc on all of Eastern Europe. It was running the American taxpayers into the ground because we had to support our military to such a point to invest in all kinds of missile programs to protect ourselves and Western Europe from USSR and the communist ideology being pushed by the likes of Kosygin and Gorbachev, all those people, Khrushchev. And you people have signed on to all of that. And I dare say most of you that come out of college have no damn clue about what happened in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. You weren't taught it. If you were taught it, you were taught it from a communist point of view. Just like the communist people in the USSR days, under communism. The information they got was disinformation, misinformation, and propaganda. The news they got was filtered through Pravda, which was the propaganda arm disguised as the media for the USSR. Our mainstream media has now signed on and is a running a very close second to what Pravda was in the USSR days. Our media is nothing but a propaganda machine for the party that you signed on to, the Communist Democrat Party. What you believe is what they tell you to believe. And you're so damn dumb, being dumbed down by the colleges and high schools and public schools that you've attended and your parents have attended, that you're all in with this. And you know, I believe, as an American, as a veteran, as a patriot, that I can talk to him blue in the face, and I will never convince you otherwise that you're nothing more than dolts and puppets of the Communist Democrat Party. This is Gary Gatehouse, and we'll be back after a few short messages. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show on freedominamericaradio.com. You are listening to the sound of the heartbeat of an unborn baby just 28 days after conception. Every day, more than 3,000 abortions are performed in this country, and each abortion stops the heartbeat of a living, unborn baby. Since 1973, the annual number of abortions has gone from approximately 750,000 a year to just under 1.3 million. Abortion isn't rare or safe, only legal. Legalized abortion on demand has taken the lives of more than 50 million unborn children and left those women who have had abortions 
more vulnerable to physical, mental, and emotional complications. We at National Right to Life are working to break this cycle. We are working for the day when both mother and child will be welcomed, loved, and protected. Won't you help us? This has been a Perspective on Life from National Right to Life. For more information, visit our website, nrlc.org. Yeah, how about we take a little bit of a trip back in time, kind of get away from politics for a minute. How about it? I'd like to give a shout out to all my mates over there in London. Hope you're having a great day. You know, Restoration Radio United Kingdom International, in conjunction with all the radio stations that Gary's on here in the United States, namely FreedomInAmericaRadio.com, FreedomInAmericaRadio.us, the GAL Network from South Texas, we all hope you have a great day over there in Europe. All you folks, it's party time, I know. All you folks there that are battling all those illegal Muslims that uh, your countries have allowed to rush in, my prayers are with you. God bless every one of you. There's a lady up there on Facebook, her name's Jan Correll, and she does a lot of work for the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, and I'd just like to tell you, thanks a lot, Jan, for all that you do for the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Saddle up, we got a Donald Trump poll report. You gotta hear it. Stand by. Oh, Donald's rocking and rolling. Donald's uh, kicking ass and. Uh, Taking names. Yeah. Donald Trump. He the man. Drug me, Donald Trump. He's telling it like it is. Take no prisoners. Take no guff. People jump him. Uh, try to get under his skin. He just uh, brushes it off. 
He's got better things to do, don't you see? Yeah! Donald Trump. In your face! Trump, he the man, he tells it like it is. Stand by. We got a Donald Trump poll report. And a few words from Donald. Come on, Donald. Let's hear it from you, Donald. What you got to say, man? Ain't no joke. This man means business. Listen up. Take our chances. We are eyeing you, Donald. You're on top, man. All right, stand by. Stand by. Wherever you're at, wherever you're at, Donald. You got it under control, man, and we're with you 100 percent. Yeah. All right, stand by. Here's Donald. Actually, the poor woman. She's got to give everything away because this maniac that was standing on her right is giving everything away. So she's following. That's what's happening. This socialist slash communist. Okay. So now the new polling out this morning show that Trump holds a big lead in two key states. Look at this. Beating Dr. Ben Carson 36 to 18 and 38 32 in South Carolina and Nevada, respectively. You know, you folks on the left, you middle of the rotors in the Republican Party, you rhinos, you can go out there and deny all you want to deny. You can point to the sky, you can point to the ground, you can rip out some false numbers, whatever you want to do. But we folks who follow Donald Trump know the truth. And like I said earlier, Mr. Donald Trump, don't take no prisoners. Mr. Donald Trump tells it like it is. And the American people have been wanting someone like that for decades. Donald Trump, the man of the hour, the man of the day, the man of the decade. This man and his lovely family. And you cannot do anything wrong when it comes to praising Donald Trump. If you look at himself, if you look at him, and you look at his family, his sons and his daughter. How they were raised in an environment of respect and hard work. Rugged individualism, is that that's what you want to call it? These are people, these are American people. 
that have lived by the laws, have worked hard and made one hell of a success for themselves. Anybody on the left that I talked about earlier that is a communist, a socialist, a Marxist, or a progressive, I can understand why you hate Donald Trump. I can understand why you dislike his family. I can understand why the Communist Democrat Party and all you do-nothing Republican leaders that hide under your desk, sucking your thumb, status quo, if you will, inside the beltway in your little ivory towers. I can understand why you detest Donald Trump. Why? Because he is a leader. He speaks the truth. And that is something you people on the left and you so-called leaders of the Republican Party just cannot stand. To hear anyone speak the truth. You know, I used an old adage here a while back when you talk about people and you put it all in one big box, political correctness and the whole nine yards. It all comes down to speaking the truth. And it's like you remember the old shows, the old movies, Dracula? Remember those? Where Dracula would come out at night, all dressed up with his cape, and he would go down in the village and wreak havoc with the people, spreading his Dracula disease, if you will. But he knew. He knew that he had to be back to his dark dungeon by the first rays of the sun showing itself over the hill or though that sun would destroy him would melt him would burn him like paper that's the way liberals and socialists and Marxists and communists and do nothing so called republican leadership are when it comes to the truth Donald Trump has a cape of truth and it's full of sunshine. It's full of what America wants to hear. And when those on the left and those in the Republican Party that do their dirty deeds in the darkness of night or behind dark closed doors, hiding behind their shadows and hiding behind their capes to protect them from the sunlight of the truth, when somebody like Donald Trump comes along, they have to retreat. They had to go hide in their dark dungeons and shout from their dark dungeons mistruths and lies and attempt at their very best, the best they can, the character assassination of people like Donald Trump and his family. But like I said, Donald has the cape of truth, full of sunshine, the rays of truth. And that truth blocks all that you people on the left, you people in the mainstream media, you Republicans that detest Donald Trump because he's not status quo, he doesn't stand for what you stand for, which is nothing. Donald Trump is a true American. He's a patriot, an entrepreneur, a self-made man who has made many decisions that you folks up in Congress you don't have a clue when it comes to the decision-making process. You just raise your hand, yay or nay, 
and you let your little staffers read the bills or the legislation and get your little briefing. You don't really have to make decisions. Oh, less one. How should I vote on this? Is it going to impact my political career in a positive mode or a negative mode? Oh, I don't care if I have to go with Obama on this or that, as long as it makes me look good. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I just want to protect my political career. Donald Trump doesn't have a political career. And I would venture to say, when he's elected President of the United States, he won't be looking at as a career. He'll be looking at his installation or his election into the White House as a time for him to help America back on the main road. To do what he knows how to do best. Make deals. And all the time watching out for the security of this country. That's going to be Donald Trump's record in the White House. He's not going to go around kissing everybody's backside. He's going to tell it like it is. And if you don't want to go along with him, if you don't want to get on the bandwagon, so be it. He'll take care of business. This is Gary Gatehouse, and we'll be back after a Phyllis Schlafly report. Welcome to the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced, conservative perspective. Mrs. Schlafly is founder and CEO of Eagle Forum, a leading force in the pro-family movement since 1972. And now, here's Mrs. Schlafly. The feminists are still chasing their so-called gender equality, even when that equality puts both women and men in serious danger. The integration of women in the armed forces has become a focus for top-ranking military officials, not because women bring any advantage to combat situations, but because of the political correctness that feminists demand. One only has to look at the facts to see that women in combat roles pose a serious risk to women themselves and to the servicemen around them. Simply put, women cannot meet the physical requirements necessary for combat roles. In a recent class of Marine officer combat training recruits, all 45 of the hand-picked, highly fit women were unable to complete the program. A study conducted by Dr. William Greger of the U.S. Army's School of Advanced Military Studies concluded that the Army's own research indicates that the vast majority of women do not possess the strength requirements for very heavy military occupational specialties. Unfortunately, the military assigns women to these special combat units anyway, They make this possible by lowering the physical standards that women have to meet. In some cases, women are even exempt from certain particularly rigorous standards. Recently, 90 female Marines were allowed to pass the infantry course for enlisted personnel, but only by suspending the requirement of three pull-ups because the majority of the women simply could not do them. 
This double standard completely misses the point of having a military. Combat survivability should be determined by their ability to perform the physical tasks necessary to kill enemies, complete missions, and survive. There's no room for political correctness when the lives of our soldiers are at stake. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. The U.S. military is under attack from the White House. The president seems to be deliberately reducing the effectiveness and reputation of American military power. Go to EagleForum.org and be a part of the blog conversation with Phyllis Schlafly. Voice your support for a return to U.S. military superiority on the blog at EagleForum.org. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. If you don't clean up your room, the Board of Health is going to condemn it. The Board of Health doesn't even know about your room. What's more, they don't care. You know, if you keep making that face, it's going to freeze that way. Not unless you're someplace really, really cold. Actually, a lot of the warnings moms hand out are a bit exaggerated. If you don't get your blood pressure checked, you could have high blood pressure, not even know it, and you could die from a stroke. But she's right about that one. Fact is, high blood pressure contributes to 200,000 American deaths each year. And a third of those who have high blood pressure don't know it. If they did, it'd be simple to treat. Call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit AmericanHeart.org on the web to learn more. Better still, ask your doctor to check your blood pressure. If you run with those scissors... It's the least you can do. Hi, I'm Paulette Carlson. Veterans Against Drugs is a united effort working with the Vietnam Veterans of America and local anti-drug programs, the clergy, law enforcement, and educators to find ways to reduce the effects of drugs and violence on our youth. Remember the word D-R-U-G-S. Don't ruin useful gifts stupidly. America is depending on its youth for the future and depending on you to support Veterans Against Drugs. Please contact us at bva.org. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show on the GAL Network, conservative talk from South Texas. All right, I think I got time for another couple of songs to kind of squeeze in on this Friday to, I don't know, maybe help you get your uh, weekend kicked off in the right direction. It's, you know, it's one of those things where music is is so much a part of all of our lives that it kind of puts you in the right mood if you got the right sounds, Right. Now, I know all you folks on Friday night want to party. And all us folks down here in South Texas, when we party, we go to the local watering hole, and we listen to some honky-tonk music. Well, I'm a honky-tonk man. Ain't a crazy style. Love to give the girls a world. When my money's all gone, I'm on the telephone Singing, hey, hey, mama, can your daddy come home? Well, now I'm living wild and dangerously I've got plenty of come The moon comes up and the sun goes down well, I can't wait to see the light and Cause I'm a honky-tonk Money's all gone, I'm on the 
daddy come home You know, folks, down here in Texas, we do know how to party on the weekends. And we know how to protect each other. We have each other's backs down here in the Republic of Texas. And I've got to tell you, I come across an article the other day, and I'm directing my comments directly at you folks over in Europe, all you patriots over there. And I have to say this, has the German government lost its mind? The headline reads, Refugees sue Germany for not paying welfare for fast enough. Now, your leader, Ms. Merkel, has been blasted for promises she's made to grant automatic citizenship to all these Middle Easterners that are invading your country, Germany, and all your other countries around there in Europe. What are your leaders up to? Now, in Germany, around 20 Syrian migrants have filed a case against the Berlin state government demanding immediate access to shelter and benefits after waiting more than a week to be registered by the authorities. It comes as serious splits emerged in Angela Merkel's government over how to divide economic migrants from genuine refugees fleeing war-torn countries. Hundreds of asylum seekers are still waiting, as the article says, to be registered due to huge bad backlogs at the city's main refugee center. Now here in America, going off subject for a minute, but not really, all those people that have invaded our country coming across our borders from the south, they just waltzed in. They just walked in. And our government, under Barack Hussein Obama Jr., who has never met an illegal he didn't love, and he's never met an American that he hates more than most Americans anyway, Obama just takes them and puts them on a bus and sends them to a city or a county or a, or a, 
a small town around the United States and dumps them and says, here you go, take care of them. He doesn't worry about making them citizens. He doesn't worry about making them whatever. He just wants to dump them. So he has a pocket of individuals that he can draw on down the road or the Communist Democrat Party can to then somewhere down the road grant amnesty to 15 to 20 million illegals in our country to give them citizenship so they'll vote Democrat every damn time. Do you think Merkel's may be up to the same thing? Do you think the leaders of Europe might be up to the same thing? The leaders of England? You know, ladies and gentlemen, when you look at somebody like Merkel, who runs the German government, she's in bed, she's from the same cut of cloth as Barack Hussein Obama Jr. and all the leaders in Europe for the most part. But she made a promise to grant automatic citizenship to refugees. And she was blasted for encouraging more migrants to make that treacherous journey. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you folks in Europe, to the people, the great people of German people of Germany, real German people, you patriots, has your government lost its mind? And you, the taxpayers, you Germans, have you lost your minds? Why are you not in the streets protesting this? Your hard-earned money, tax money, is being given away to those that have invaded your country. Do you really think these Syrians, these Muslims, give a damn about Germany? About Europe? They are there for two damn reasons. One, to reap the benefits that were once afforded to German citizens only. To citizens of other countries only. To England and their citizens. Two, to take your country over overwhelm it and eventually establish another arm of the worldwide caliphate. Europe, England, you know, you folks over there, I understand that you are a minority, you folks that stand up and try to get something done. But I have to say, for the most part, all the folks in Europe and England, the majority Do you understand what your governments are doing to you? Do you understand that in very short order, your countries will no longer be what your ancestors founded? Do you understand that you eventually will be a minority in your own country, if not already? Does this bother you? Do you really care? I've got to say, God save Europeans from their own stupidity and my countrymen and women as well here in America, who are just as stupid, if not more, than their counterparts in Europe. Islam, Muslims, the invasion of Europe, and soon to be the invasion of America by another horde of third world trash, this time coming from the Middle East and installed here in my country by Obama and the Do-Nothing Congress. In my country, America, we still, at this very moment as I speak, being invaded from the South. We have been flooded with over 10 to 20 million illegal aliens from south of our borders. 
And I say to my fellow countrymen, my fellow patriots, America, prepare yourself. The invasion from the Middle East will start shortly. Wake the hell up, America. Wake the hell up, Europe. Your government, your governments have sold you completely out. Have sold you completely out. You know, somewhere down the road, all of this is going to come to a head. All of this turmoil, all of this beating the populations of these European countries and America about the head with political correctness and uh, we're the government, we're going to do what we damn well please anyway. We're in charge, you have no say. It's all going to come to a head, probably sooner than later. And I, for one, hope I'm still on God's big, beautiful world when it does. I'm going to be a part. I'm going to be a part of taking my country back in any way, shape, or form, any way it takes. I think the people of Europe, the patriots, the people of America, the patriots who still love their country, their countries, who still have faith in their neighbors, their families, their history, something's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to be, but I want to be there when it does. And all you folks in England, all you folks in Europe, the Gary Gatehouse radio show, I pray for you folks every day. Like I said earlier, my ancestors came from your neck of the woods. My ancestors arrived here in time for one of them, John Hart, to stand up in a revolution and sign the Declaration of Independence. A farmer from New Jersey. I'm proud of my country just as much as you as your you are and should be of yours. And to let all these liberals, socialists, Marxists, communists, limp-wristed, politically correct, hiding under their desk, scared of their shadow people, sell your countries out to Middle East trash, Muslims that come to your countries and run roughshod over it and demand things that they shouldn't even be allowed to demand, demand things that they shouldn't even be in place to demand. Like I said, it's all coming to a head. And when it does, I want to be here. I want to see and I want to be proud of patriots from the other side of the pond and the patriots on this side of the pond standing up collectively and saying we've had enough of this. We're not going to take it anymore. God bless Europe. God bless England. God bless the UK. God bless the America that I love. God bless all you folks out there and your families, your children. Pray to God. Pray for your families. Pray for your country. And then take care of business. You've been listening to the Gary Gatehouse radio show, Friday edition, Anything Goes. And you can contact Gary Gatehouse via email 
Gary Gatehouse at Hush, H-U-S-H dot com. All you folks in Europe that listen to the show, all you folks in England and UK, drop me a line. I enjoy listening. I enjoy listening to and reading what you have to say. If you have something negative to say about the show, I welcome that as well. Until next Monday, I wish you all a fantastic weekend. Be careful. If you're going to go out and party and drink, take a cab or have somebody else that hasn't partaken of uh, libations to uh, drive you home. I need you back in front of the speakers with your headsets on listening to the Gary Gatehouse show this coming Monday. So take care of yourself. And one last thing before I go. I say this so I say this, you know, every once in a while. You folks out there that have kids, whether they be little kids, toddlers, or teenagers, or even grown kids, grab them and give them a hug sometime. Tell them you love them. You know all your teenagers out there, they're going through a hard time. We've been through it. But the world was never like it is today. They have a hard road to hoe. Grab them and tell them you love them. I know they'll say, oh, I don't do that. No. But they'll go back in their room and they'll sit down on the bed or in their chair with a big smile on their face knowing that mom and dad love them. And your little kids, every time you see one of those little red rugrats run by you, grab that little sucker. Give him a peck on the cheek, a kiss, and hug him and tell him mommy and daddy loves you. That's the environment kids need to be grown up in. Love, respect, all the things that our ancestors taught us, we need to partake of those things again and establish those good moral upbringings as a basis to rebuild our countries on. Again, until Monday, this is Gary Gatehouse saying, Good day. Hey.